Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. Today joining us is Anthony Gant, CEO and founder of At Ease Rentals. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, and we see that what At Ease does is it kind of simplifies the moving process, uh, essentially for our heroes, military members and families. And today, what you guys are helping solve is the need for temporary lodging kind of during these different government, these government sanctioned travels. In the future, you guys will help make the moves simpler. So not just the housing and lodging, but the entire process, which is really interesting. Yeah, if you want to kind of give us what at ease is and does in your words, and then we can kind of dive into it. You said it perfectly. Uh, simplifying a place for someone to stay during government travel, whether that's a vacation rental, a corporate housing uh, entity, or a hotel. And then, as you mentioned, uh, our goal and our plan is tomorrow to simplify the moving process, just making it easier with a one-stop shop type of platform. So as you know, when you move, things are a little bit difficult. We want to make it easier for folks. Yeah, that's one of the most stressful times in people's lives when they're not only moving to a new place, but the whole process with like getting their stuff in order, getting, you know, everything that they have in one piece, you know, in their new place. How did this idea come about? I imagine you have some military background or some connections with the military or or you moved a lot. How did this come about? All of the above. I was a active duty Marine for over 20 years and I moved several times. I also traveled a lot with the military and got really intimate with like the issues and the problems that were associated with traveling for work and then relocating from place to place across the globe. What really got me to start at ease was in 2018, I had yet another move across the country and found myself using something that I thought was going to be relatively easy and save the government a lot of money. And I went to that site, booked the house for about 10 days, saved the government a lot of money. But in the end of that stay, I learned that I wasn't going to get reimbursed and it kind of punched me in the gut. Mm-hmm. So kind of the presupposition was like you thought that you would get him, you know, reimbursed, but that was that was not the case because of how like there isn't a solution for this. That's why you wouldn't get imbursed or like what was that turning point well, in that the, process? Yeah, great question. The, the, the turning point was I learned that the solution is not authorized. And what I mean by that is I, I use Airbnb to find a house to stay in. There are rules that are written in black and white, which says government travel is not permitted when you use. Well, let me rephrase that. Using Airbnb and HomeAway and VRBO during government travel is not permitted. And I learned that after the fact. Ah, gotcha. So kind of jumping ahead here, at ease prevents, like not only creates an environment for these different, you know, situations to go smoothly, but it prevents what happened to you in the future for our heroes out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Losing a thousand dollars is not fun unless you do it at Vegas. <laughs> um, that's not fun. But to do it when you're traveling for work is even worse. Right. Right. Wow. And so from that experience, you you kind of had that feeling there's got to be a better way. And that was in 2018, you said? Correct. 
Nice. And then, I mean, what was the process like? Did you just kind of already know, hey, these are the things that would have made this situation better right away? Did you kind of start with an idea and then, you know, it, it kind of took shape as you were building it more? Like, what was the process of like building at ease? I know there's a few moving pieces. There's the person who's renting the place, the renter, the movers, quite a few pieces. A lot of pieces. What got me started was the research. Like I said, I moved to Austin, Texas. Yeah. And I I always loved the company Home Away just from just like being a, a user of it from, from a traveler standpoint. And I was like, is it Home Away from Austin? And I looked it up. It is. And I was like, I wonder if I can reach out to the founder because they sold the company to Expedia around mm-hmm. 2015, 2016. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool to talk to the founders and the co-founders of the company if they're still in Austin. I wanted to be open and grabbing a cup of coffee with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that standpoint. So during my research and reaching out to them and landing a, a, a coffee meeting with both of them kind of turned into like, okay, I really can do this. I just listened to what they're saying and how they did it. And then I was fortunate that they were able to point me in a direction on this is how you study the um, industry in a space. Right. The other thing was trial and error. <laughs> Lots of trial yep. and error. Yeah. Sorry, the people you met up with were who again? The f- co-founders of Home away. So Brian ah, yes. Sharp was our shepherd. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Got it. So trial and error. You obviously had some um, good direction, maybe not mentors, but just like people who can kind of point you in, in the right way. What do you think? I know you mentioned you were in, you know, you were in the Marines. What do you think kind of helped you uh, push through? Because there's so many people who have great ideas and roadblock after roadblock, they kind of get a little discouraged, but it sounds like you pushed through. What was things that kind of kept you going? Was it just you needed to get this idea to prevent, you know, the experience that you had? What were some things that kind of kept you going along the process? So what kept me going along the process was thinking about the people who it impacted the most. Like I said, I lost uh, over a thousand dollars and I started thinking about when I initially joined the military, I made $800 a month, even though that was like 20 plus years ago, still is, you know, it was my whole pay for the month. I said, if I was a young guy, gal who just joined the service or was a brand new employee in the government, GS four or five, whatever, who doesn't make a lot. And I, I, I'm familiar with apps like Uber, Lyft, Airbnb and things of that nature. So to me in my regular life, it makes sense to do this. I would bring it to the government life and run into the risk of not being reimbursed. So I was like, how do I make sure that this person who's very intimate with these different tools and applications that make life easier, not get reimbursed or face the possibility of not being reimbursed because they use something that in their minds makes sense, right. saves money, is a practical solution. And I was like, I got to fix it for them. So anyone that's going through a, a roadblock or they run into a speed bump that's a little bit bigger than they like to cross over, they got to find out who they're doing this for and why they really want to do it. Right, right. Yeah, that was going to be, that was going to be my next point. Like when those roadblocks hit, you kind of fell back on those two things, who you're doing it for and why. And in the process, I'm sure you've you know learned a lot like military experience, life, but just at, at ease, what are some things that kind of surprised you that you learned maybe about yourself, maybe about the industry, but maybe some unexpected insights? I learned that you have to have tough skin. Um, yep. while also being graceful with others. If wow. you're a founder, a lot of people are going to come to you and try to sell you stuff. That's mm-hmm. where the grace comes at. You, you know, you got to listen to people. You got to 
identify different opportunities, but you also have to kind of hold them accountable. Like, what is it that you're actually going to do for the company? Right. Um, and how do you see that helping the company grow? That's extremely important. And then on the other part of knowing that you have to have tough skin, a lot of people are going to tell you that your baby is ugly. Your idea yeah. is stupid. You'll hear people talking to other people about you like, hey, this this is crap. This is never going anywhere. And you just got to know what you're doing isn't for them. What you're doing, they may not understand. And if it's going to help make a person's life better or make society better, you just got to keep pushing. Damn, that's so beautifully said, man. Tough skin with grace. Like they're almost opposites. You know, one is gritty, one is tough, one is pushing through. And the other is like patient, you know, open, welcoming, taking feedback. So that blend, both of those plus that blend are some of the unexpected insights that, that you had building the company, eh? Yeah. And it, it only was able to really appreciate it over time. I'm still appreciating it as I continue to grow and just learn a lot and see a lot of new things. Right. It's, a, it's you said, two different sides of the spectrum, but you got to mush them in together to kind of support each other. Right. Right. Wow, man, that's just hitting me. That's super powerful. Love that. Love that, man. Yeah. So this podcast is geared towards obviously entrepreneurs, startup founders, but also a lot of HR people that are looking for talent, hiring, building companies as you were building at ease. Was there like a couple factors that you look in people specifically, like, you know, maybe the grit plus the grace were there things that you looked for specifically when you were hiring, you know, as you were building out at ease, like in people? Yes. Initially, I was just looking for people who had experience in their space and understood a company from a technical standpoint. And then I had, I had, to, I had to stop that immediately. And I looked at what I was doing, who I was doing it for. And I was like, I got to talk to people who understand it like me. I got I to talk to people who live this life like me. Because a lot of people get out the government. They get out the military and then they go and have these jobs beyond the military or whatever government agency they were with, yep. which makes it so much easier. And it didn't really click until I talked to the CTO from this company called Q2 out of Austin. His name is Adam Blue. What Adam did and told me, kind of like woke up all my hiring senses. He's like, what we did at Q2 is initially... We hired people who would like us to go fast. And then we hired people who were different to get bigger. And I was like, damn, that's deep. Because <laughs> when you have people who will like you to go fast, you guys are kind of clicking on the same cylinders, right. going down the same path. You might not do it all the same, but you understand what the end goal is. So you can just like, and then when you want to actually get beyond like that barrier of like growth, you start hiring different people for diversity of thought, diversity of uh, action, and right. you mush all that together and you just continue to grow. I thought that was powerful. Damn, that slaps. That's like bars. That's kind of hard. Damn, you hire people that are like you to go fast because it's like if you're running, you guys are running at the same pace. But then to mm -hmm. grow, dream bigger, you need that diversity to kind of expand, like create more depth, more expansion, different ideas, things that kind of grow the company. Damn, that's nice. Uh, a common theme I've noticed so far just in, you know, 10, 15 minutes talking with you is, is the balance of two things that could be kind of mushed together to create an even better outcome than we would have otherwise. The grit and the grace and then uh, speed with people who are like you and then diversity for growth. Is that kind of um, a theme for you? Do you read? Do you watch podcasts like just your mindset? You know, Anthony's mindset. Where does that come from? You know, mentors, books, you know, how do you think like this? All of the above. Like I said, growing up uh, Miami, I had a coach in uh, high school who was tough. Didn't get it as a kid, but kind of reflecting on 
All right, some of the things he taught made sense. Some of the ways he did it, I, I can okay, I can agree with. Then going through life and having my own experiences, the military being one of the largest ones. Marine Corps is unique where we have something called the Marine Air Ground Task Force. And it brings together different parts, logistics and combat and every uh, air support and command and control and it mushes all that stuff together to have one defining objective. Like what's our mission? We all have to get to that one mission, even though we have different jobs. And yep. then I've grown. I've learned to read books, a lot of books, some that have personal growth, some that are just like, I just need to chill and relax. And then to your point, podcast, I think one of my favorite podcasts is called Business Wars by Wondry. And it just goes to talk about these different businesses and how they had different situations as they grew. And I listen to a lot of audio books, the ones that most people wouldn't think you should listen to. I listen to, I listen to them. And you just, you just start to hear a lot of stuff and, yeah. and like you just put it all together. And then mentors, of course, sitting down and having the ability to shut up and listen. I'm going to tell you a poem that uh, I learned from some of the guys that mm-hmm. I was entering uh, into my fraternity into. It's called mm-hmm. Wise O Wow. And I remember this guy named Anthony Scott. He's a Marine veteran out in San Diego. And he's like, you got to be like the Wise O Owl. I was like, the what? And he's like, you never heard the poem, the Wise O Owl? I said, I have no clue what you've done. So the Wise O Owl goes like this. A Wise O Owl sat in the oak. The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why aren't we all like this wise old bird? Damn. Wow. So <laughs> what does that mean to you? Like, what do you glean from that? When you're around mentors and advisors and people who have done it, shut yep. the hell up. Yep. And listen. And the more you listen, the less you can be like, I don't know anything. So I'm going to just keep my mouth closed. I see a lot of times as startups and entrepreneurs and um, folks who are in the early stages of a company. They talk, 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 and sell, 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 and talk, 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 talk. Uh, I saw that this last conference I was at in uh, Vegas last week, and all of the company's representatives were just talking, talking, talking. It was a lot of investors, and the investors are just there sitting, like, yeah. straight face. And you see they want to say something and reply, but they've learned to just shut up and listen and then walk away. I was fortunate to, I had a couple of investors stay and talk to me because I was listening to them. I asked a quick question, and they shut up and yeah. you listen. Wow. That is really powerful, especially in the space we're in where... You know, entrepreneurs, startup founders, they kind of think big and it's great, but the taking back a couple moments to just give space and actually listening with intent to understand and not to respond is so powerful, Matt. You know, not, not just in it's business. Hard too, yeah, it's like you want to show what your product is. Yeah, it's like it almost humbles you right in the moment to say, okay, this is like another human being. This is another idea. This is another thing in front of me. Let me let me give it the respect that I would want to receive, you know, when I'm speaking about my company and my thing. It's almost like a bit of a vulnerability there. Like you step into their world to be persuaded or kind of taken on their journey. It's a very respectful thing. Like when you think about it, to really listen and like open yourself up to another person. So it's really interesting that that's one of the things that you mentioned, you know, as, you know, on your come up. Yeah, it is. It's, that's where the grace comes to. Absolutely. Well, Anthony, let me ask you, what's your vision for the company moving forward? Obviously, like incorporating the the full moving process. So that and beyond that, what do you see kind of short-term, long-term? What's your vision? So short-term, our vision is to accomplish our mission. And basically our mission is to help 20,000 people in the next, call it 16 months. Whatever that may be through helping them find a place to stay or connecting them with other resources or you know, just helping them understand how their path can be easier with what they're doing. 
And then our long-term vision, our vision is, like I said, we strive to simplify the moving experience for our customers. And we want to make sure that we provide them with the ultimate selection and convenience when doing so. Simple and strong, man. And these things spread, you know, by people telling people, and it sounds like the experience that you're giving people is memorable. You know, that's like the ultimate goal of of marketing is is to have somebody kind of sing your praises, is to have somebody recommend you. It's not ads or, or things like that, but it's to create such a good experience that people are kind of like compelled to tell their friends and family. And obviously the, the military is a lot of people know each other and it seems like you're focusing on the most important part, the experience. And, you know, like as it works, I can see it growing very organically. You know, somebody tells somebody and kind of the word gets out and it kind of becomes becomes the standard. Obviously, a little pie in the sky, idealistic, utopian, but we need to have some type of aim. And it seems like at ease is it's kind of heading in that direction. Yeah. Wow. Did you think did you think you'd be here like 2017? Like, <laughs> is this surprising to no. you at all? Or? Very surprising. Uh I yeah. tell people my goal was to stay in the military for 30 to 40 years. I got out after 22 years. So I technically should be somewhere. Well, I know where I should be if I wouldn't have did at ease. I'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina as a commanding officer of a recruiting station, which has multiple cities under my charge and leading a few hundred people. So no, this is not where I thought I'll be, but I'm happy I'm here. I'm enjoying it. And the reason I say that is because it allows me to help a lot more people than I would have if I would have stayed in. Wow. So damn. I'm, it's, it's a good, I'm in a good place. That's great. That last line allows you to help more people than if you would have stayed in. Wow. That's so powerful, Anthony. I don't know a better way to, to end this. I mean, uh, we'll have your links in our description and all that. We'll be following you. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we hop off here? That was, that was such a great closing line. You knew that you could help more people at, you know, with at ease than staying. Only thing I'll say to my fellow founders and folks who are uh, starting up a company, when you are looking at helping people with your product, your services, or whatever that may be, at the end of the day, figure out how you can make that individual a hero and solve their problems. And when you make them the hero by using your tool, you get more people like you were saying with the word of mouth. Just don't focus on your product being a hero because it's not. It's enabling the hero. It's like Thor was Thor, but that axe is what helped them be Thor. So be the yep. axe. Or that. Exactly. That's such a strong point. It's something that I've studied quite extensively is, is positioning your user as the hero, kind of like Morpheus to Neo in the Matrix. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you guys are like the guide in their story. A lot of companies, they get that wrong. They'll position themselves as the hero when it's really the user and their journey. And you, the company, wow. are just kind of a yep, a guide in their story. Yeah. Anthony, thanks so much. Your mindset, it's an interesting one to dive into. Like, appreciate your insights. There's a lot of gems and, and gold in this, in this podcast. We touched on balance, grit and grace, speed, growth, you know, you deciding that you can help more people with at ease as opposed to staying in the military and then positioning the user as the hero among a lot of other stuff we spoke about. So thank you again so much, Anthony. Your, uh, your insight is super valuable, man. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Anthony Gant of At Ease, everyone. We'll have all the links in the description. And thanks again. Talk to you soon, Anthony. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.